Hi, I'm Lance. And I'm Mel. In the spring of 2012, we were walking around downtown Indianapolis. We were looking for someplace local for dinner. We threw out a restaurant name and Mel asked, Is it local? That simple question became a much bigger conversation and our company, Indiana Originals, was born. Every Indiana Originals member is certified local. That means the business is an Indiana-owned and operated company, headquartered here, and not part of an out-of-state chain. When you discover and support a business on our website or on our app, you are keeping more money in Indiana, helping our communities be unique, and creating jobs. If you spent 5% more on goods and services from Indiana, we would have $1.8 billion more billion for our schools and infrastructure. So when you break it down, that's just $35 per household per week. When you see the Indiana Originals badge, you know you are supporting local Indiana businesses. Download our app powered by B&W Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Drains and get your business certified local at indianaoriginals.com. Indiana Originals, leading local living. Local Matters brings you incredible stories about Indiana original businesses making a positive impact in Indiana and the entrepreneurs leading the way. I'm Mel McMahon, and today we will get the story of how Carrie Hahn started Karma Candles and Kinds. It's thoughtful gifting for all of life's occasions. We'll talk about the challenges and the successes she's had along the way and why supporting local businesses really matters. You're listening to Local Matters, brought to you by Indiana Originals, leading local living. Carrie Hahn, Karma Candles and Kinds, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Mel. I'm so overwhelmed in a good way about how amazing the studio smells right now. Tell us what you brought us today. Well, thank you for that. So I brought you a couple of my gift boxes because I really wanted to showcase all the different products that I have. My biggest and best-selling box right now is my box of Good Karma, which it's a sugar and citrus fragrance. It is my most popular fragrance. What I love about it is the Indiana label on it. So I have the Indiana candle in there. I have organic soap. I have a room spray. And then I have a book of matches with just a positive message on it. I then also brought you my trio box, which are my three most popular fall fragrances. I have the fall apple, the pumpkin pecan, Mm. and then the fir tree. And I love that these are packaged, they're ready to gift. They're just, it's a great, um, it's a great little box to give or even keep for yourself. And then what I brought you is my duo box, which is a brandied pear scent, as well as the fir tree, which is great for your holiday fragrances. They smell wonderful. They look amazing. How long have you been doing candles now? So I started making candles when I finished my treatment for breast cancer. So I started just as a, this was my healing outlet. So this was back in 2017. I went full-time with my business in May of 2019. So I've been doing this full-time for a little bit over a year and a half. And what were you doing before this? So before this, I was working um, at the city of Westfield. I was the mayor's assistant, and I did that until basically I finished my breast cancer treatment. Really? Yes. What did you want to be when you grew up? I always wanted to be something with fashion. I love clothes, and I love I love going into boutiques, and so I always wanted to do something with fashion. I wasn't exactly sure what I wanted to do, um, but that's that was kind of my my niche. It still is. I mean, I I love clothing. I love to shop. I'm I'm a big consumer, which is why I love gifts. So this was just kind of a perfect place for me to settle. 
Well, you look very fashionable today. Thank you. Right? You have your pink on I for October. On. I have my pink on for October. Which we're going to talk a little bit more about what, you know, the month of October means yes. to you. But how yeah. do you go from, you know, being the assistant at a, you know, government position yes really to yes. yes making candles well so prior to that i had been in real estate for about a decade in my career that was how i started my career and then my husband and i actually owned a, a business um my husband the the irony of having a candle business my husband is a lieutenant on indianapolis fire department so there's some irony there <laughs> um so you know, own, I've owned businesses before, and you know, when I when I finished my cancer treatment, you really look at life very, very differently, and you realize, you know, just how precious life is. And I really wanted to do something that that I really enjoyed each and every day. So I started making the candles just because, again, my degree being in art therapy. You know, I, I walked out of treatment and I was 41 years old. I couldn't believe I'd even had breast cancer. So for me, I just needed like this healing outlet. And when I was in breast cancer treatment, I lit candles a lot, especially at night. You don't sleep very well when you're in cancer treatment. So um, I would kind of wrestle with sleep all night long. And it was it was dark and it was lonely and it was scary. So I would light candles in the middle of the night just so I didn't feel so alone. So for me, um, my daughters really loved really expensive candles. And because of my degree and because of creating, I thought, I'm going to try it. So I started watching YouTube videos and that was how it all started. Well, and your candles are, they're pretty special, right? They're not just your average, you know, grab it off the shelf kind of no. candle. Tell us what makes your candles unique. So I think the biggest thing that makes my candles unique is I sought to have really pretty containers and vessels for my candles. Um, a couple of things. I really needed for the candles to be clean. Once I finished treatment, I recognized what was in my environment, the toxins, and I wanted the cleanest environment so that my body could heal and never have to go through cancer again. So as I started looking at all the things that were in my house, on my body, in my environment, I wanted better. So I started using the soy wax, which is the cleanest wax you can possibly get. So my candles are 100% soy wax. Um, I started using really clean fragrances. So my fragrances are phthalate free, so they don't have any chemical plasticizers in them. So when you burn them, it's gonna burn nice and clean and you don't have to worry about those toxins in your environment. My wicks are cotton, they're lead and zinc free. But I, again, I didn't sleep very well at night. So I started really looking at really pretty containers and I thought, I want my candles to be really, really special and really pretty and really unique. And so I would stay up at night and I would get on Pinterest and I would look for pretty glass. And it it gave me something to do in the middle of the night in, you know, when I had those dark, scary times. So I just wanted to look at pretty things and be surrounded with pretty things and have my house smell amazing. So that was kind of how it all started. Well, going through this, yes. being able to empathize with yeah. people that are in the same situation, even with the family dynamic, what are your candles and gifts bringing to others? I say that I am trying to light up the world and the darkness one candle at a time. 
And I really do believe that. Um, what I have been able to do this past year and a half, I, I'm, I'm stunned at the response I've gotten from people and what my candles mean to them. So a story last, last week, I had a pop-up. I fundraise, that's a big part. I, I fundraise with my pink products, with um, some of my cozy goods. So I was doing a fundraiser, I'm raising money this month for IWIN, which is Indiana Women in Need. And what they do is they give grants to men and women all across the state of Indiana that are battling cancer. And they try to basically take something off of their plate. So whether it be house cleaning, meal deliveries, but they are just a great support system for when you're going through that really hard, scary, dark time. But um, it was really special because one of my really good friends, she was one of the first people that I met that had ever survived cancer my age. and. I met her a week before my surgery, and I told her, I said, you now have to be my cancer best friend, which she has been, uh, but she helped me at this at this event that I had last week at a pop-up. And I had a gal that came up to me, and she knew my story, and she said she wanted to buy, you know, some cozy stuff. Um, she said she wanted to buy a badass necklace, and then she got a pink candle. And she looked at my necklace, and I, I have designed this jewelry. I've created it. My mom's now stringing the jewelry together for me. But she looked at the necklaces, and she said, I want the badass. She said, because I'm feeling like a badass. She went on to tell us she was going to go home and shave her head that night because she was in breast cancer treatment. And wow. the fact that I am, am able to be, you know, just a light during these dark, scary periods, it's it means the world to me that I can be a part of her journey and that something that I created that was super important to me is so meaningful to the women that are that are buying my items now. Well, I think that just really emphasizes how those little things yeah. make a big difference. Yeah, they do. Because, you know, and, and my, my jewelry, basically, there's four words because there were four words that were really important to me when I was in my own treatment. And I looked to try to find jewelry that I felt really matched what I had been through, and I couldn't find it because mm -hmm. what you can find a lot of times is just kind of like a cheesy pink ribbon, and mm -hmm. it's from China. And I was like, that doesn't, that's not what this journey is. It's so much more than a pink ribbon. And, um, and, and, and I, love, I love parts of the pink ribbon. I love the awareness. But for me, those words were uh, warrior. They were faith and they were hope, and they were badass. Because I just, those words really resonated for me when I was going through my own fight. And that will always be the basis of, of the jewelry that I create are those four words. Well, what a roller coaster of emotions to yeah. go through that. I, I personally have not, but I've seen it. Yeah. I've, um, you know, my best friend fought colon cancer. You know, we're in our 30s. Yeah. You know, there's a lot that goes into it. And so having... Just those little symbols right. of hope. Right. You know, you never know when that could be the moment that you need right. to keep going. Right. And, and you know, going in, I, I remember before every single chemotherapy treatment, I would just cry. And I would say to my husband, like, why are you making me go do this? This is so hard. I don't want to do this. This is so hard. And, you know, you would have to remind yourself how strong you were. And I love 
that these women get to take my products with them and they get to wear that badass necklace or that warrior necklace or whatever it is that that word is for them that they get to go in treatment and they get to wear those pieces and I I've seen a lot of women this past year wearing my jewelry when they're in treatment and I really every candle every piece of jewelry everything that I touch I, I, when I am making my candles, I'm like, go light up the world, babies. And I mean that. And they are made with so much love. Every single candle is handmade, hand poured by me, um, by my very small group of helpers that help me. Um, my daughters are really involved with making the candles. My husband's down there making the candles. Um, I have some part-time people that help me make the candles. But every single item that I touch, it is handmade. And it is handmade with so much love and light and hope. And I, I'm so glad that I get to be a part of, of people's journey in a positive way. Coming up, the challenges and successes Carrie Hahn of Karma Candles and Kinds has had along the way and what she wants you to know about starting your own business. This is Local Matters. Special thanks to our sponsors for making Local Matters possible. Shout out to Indiana Originals, uh, the full disclosure company that I co-founded. Carrie, you're a member yes, of Indiana Originals. And we are a tool that helps you support local businesses faster and easier. So every business on our website, indianoriginals.com, or on our app powered by B&W Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Drains, is a certified local business, just like Carrie. So that means the business has applied for membership. They're Indiana-owned and operated, headquartered here, and not part of an out-of-state chain. So we take the guesswork out of supporting local. And another member has hopped on board to help support this show, and that is McFarling Foods. They are Central Indiana's trusted food service distributor, locally owned and operated since 1948. They're a community-based distributor, and that means they serve independent restaurants, and they are the ones that provide the food, the consultation, help them get the tools that they need. And that was especially important when COVID kind of took yes. over 2020 for us. So McFarling Foods has been supplying your favorite local restaurants with quality fresh food for over 70 years. It could be a restaurant, it could be a deli, a tavern, a pub, a diner. They are there. Learn more about them and their local independent restaurant partners at McFarling.com. Welcome back to Local Matters. We've been chatting with Carrie Hahn of Karma Candles and Kinds, thoughtful gifting for all of life's occasions. She started doing her business as a hobby in 2017. She went full-time in May of 2019. And Carrie, tell us, what is the hardest part about being a business owner? I think the hardest part is when you first get started, it's what do I even do with this? How does this look? Um, you know, my in my past, I was in real estate for a decade. I had other people to go to, to talk to. There were experienced, seasoned real estate agents that I could rely upon. This was just starting from the ground floor up and trying to figure out every single aspect of it, including the parts that I don't like, like the accounting, the um, social media, the making the products. So it's, it's overwhelming at times when you are truly a business owner that's founded your business from, from the ground floor you know, up and, and you've completely built it from scratch. What are some of the hard lessons you've had to learn along the way? Um, I've learned a lot of, I think, hard lessons along the way. Um, you know, I, I think that you at some point 
you're going to, when I first started, you're going to have some some failures along the way, and you're going to have some closed doors. And I can remember um, my business is really, it's mostly online. I have local retailers that carry me, uh, but then I also do pop-ups shops. So I kind of, I set up at a location, a local Indiana business. And when I first started going, I would have pop-ups and no one would show. And, you know, you, you take the time to create, you take the time to go set up. It takes a long time and you literally, it's you there. And you go home and that's pretty defeating. And Mm -hmm. you keep thinking to yourself, why am I doing this? I, I was like, I survived cancer. Like, why do I keep putting myself out there? Like, I don't want to do this anymore. You survived cancer. Why? Yes. Why did I do this to myself? So those moments are really hard where in the beginning you're like, am I doing the right thing? Because, you know, there you but you have to continue to put yourself out there. And that's I just kept putting myself out there over and over again. And I'm so glad that I never gave up in the beginning because there were plenty of times that I thought, this is a really stupid idea. No one has shown up. I'm just going to go home and take a nap now. I don't even know what to, what to do with this. So how do you pick yourself back up? So, you know, again, I, my story, having cancer, um, you have to learn to pick yourself up because there's no other choice. You know, giving up for me was really not an option because... I really believed in what I was doing, and I knew what the creating was doing for me, the healing that was coming from that, and I wanted to really share that with the world. So I would just have to remind myself the next day, you know what, tomorrow's a new day, let's try again. And that's, sometimes it's just those small steps, just reminding yourself as a small business owner, might be a really terrible day, but that doesn't mean tomorrow's gonna be a terrible day. Something I always go back to is, you know, people know, you know, we have the babies, right? We have the Indiana Originals baby, then we have baby B. And we launched Indiana Originals two months before I found out I was pregnant. Wow. Which I'm a horrible pregnant woman. I don't do it well. I'm sick the entire time. It's not good. So the timing was a little off. (laughs) Yeah. And when my son, who was, he was about 14 months at the time, just over a year, was trying to walk. Wow. And you're watching him. Right. And he tries to walk and he falls and he gets back up. Yeah. And he falls and he gets back up. Right. And you see this pattern. You're like, why does he keep getting back up? Why hasn't he given up yet? Right. It's because nobody's told him to. Right. Right. There's no outside force telling him he can't do it. Right. And for that point in our business, you know, we were about two years old, which is a really pivotal time for businesses. You know. That, that just stuck with me. Right. If he's going to keep walking. Right. I can keep walking too. Right. And I feel, and maybe you've seen this too, we're in lots of different networking groups and stuff. Yes. You know, I feel like that resilience right. is what makes the difference between a successful entrepreneur right. and somebody who's not going to be so great at it. Right. Well, and I, I also think that there's this level of, I, I think as business owners and especially as female-owned business owners, I think you've got to air the vulnerability and, and and the times that you've fallen on your face. And I have fallen on my face plenty of times. Um, so when I started to create this jewelry line, it, you know, I had in my mind what I needed it to be. And I, it was down to the wire with, with that particular jeweler. And 
everything was on track. I had a group of breast cancer survivors. I had a photographer. I had everything. And the jewelry came in and I looked at it and I said, I, I won't, like, I will not put my name on it. And my first jewelry launch that happened, it was, it was not good. Oh, wow. And all of the jewelry had to go back to be melted. And then I ended up, and, and this was someone that I knew, and it just, it wasn't what we talked about. And I, I sent it all back. I found another jeweler that was able to bring to life what I needed it to be. And that was a really hard decision because I could have just as a business owner, because I had people I was expecting to come see it and photos, and I could have just, you know, done the easy thing and been like, well, it's not perfect, but I'm just going to show it. But I didn't want to, I don't, that's not what my brand is about it 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 is about inspiring encouraging and empowering women and I did not feel those things from those pieces and I had to make a really hard choice and you know then I went that holiday season without any jewelry and and you know what it it didn't kill me and I then relaunched it when the pieces were perfect and I'm so glad although it was a really hard season I'm so glad that I that I saw it through and I and I figured out the solution so that it was perfect. How much of your decision making is a gut feeling versus kind of the analytical data side? I would say it's all a gut feeling. So, um, you know, I that's I I'm a feeler. So a lot of what I do is a gut feeling. It's not um, I am not an analytical person. And it's, it's just a lot of times me going, okay, that feels right. And, and if it feels right, I'm going to go with it. What would you say has been the most rewarding part about not just what you're doing as a business, mm-hmm. but being a business owner? I think it's the freedom to be able to do every aspect of it. I, I, I have complete and total freedom to run my business however I want to run it. And I, in the beginning of this, and even to this day, I've had people that have come to me and they've said, what you're doing is really special. And I, I want to, you know, I want to invest in your business. And I've been able to look at those people. And, and although, would I love the money? Absolutely. Because I've, I've, you know, my husband, again, he's a firefighter. We have funded this entire business. And it would be great to be able to take on an investor, but as I looked at them, I love that I have the freedom to do whatever it is that I wanna do with my business. And a lot of that means I donate a lot of things to cancer foundations. If I wanna donate the jacket off my back, if I wanna donate a candle, if I wanna donate jewelry, I do that. So I love that I don't have to answer to anyone and that I have the complete and total freedom to run this business as I wanna run it. What would you tell others that want to start their own business? What do you want them to know? You know, I, I, I kind of jumped in, you know, a little feet first. Um, there wasn't really necessarily a master plan in place. I think that's a really hard way to go about it. Um, I wouldn't necessarily recommend my path because it's been hard. It's been messy. Um, but what I tell people, if they really want to start a business, is, is start working on your plan. Start getting it in place. Start, if, if that's the business you want to build, start a social media you know, site for that. Start building up followers. Start talking about it. But really, make sure you're ready. Financially, you know, um, 
there's there's so many things behind the scenes that you don't quite realize you're going to hit there's going to be money you're going to need so i think you've got to have a plan in place and and think it out but i i wish i I mean i don't wish i had started sooner because i hadn't had cancer sooner but i'm so thankful that i didn't stop you know even even when things didn't go my way even when things were hard I just, I kept going, I kept going full speed ahead with it. I think so many people need to hear that over and over again. Yeah. Because you just, you have to keep going. Yeah. And and again, it doesn't mean it's easy. It doesn't mean it all works out. It doesn't, you know, e- even as a cancer survivor. So, you know, statistically, when I started this business and even now, I am considered remission. However, breast cancer is one it metastasizes over the next decade. I have a 30% chance I will be diagnosed with a metastatic, um, you know, form of breast cancer within the next six years. And for our listeners who don't know what that means, explain the severity of that. So that means that's a terminal diagnosis. If I am diagnosed in the next six years with metastatic breast cancer, there is no treatment for that. I would probably live, most women live about two to three years with metastatic breast cancer before they pass away. And that means it spreads it outside spreads. the breast. It, bre- it spreads somewhere. So typically the liver, the the spine, um, the chest, so, you know, your lungs. So it spreads. And, you know, that's the other thing. I, you know, this survivorship that I deal with, it's not it's not easy either. And it's, it's kind of another animal of cancer. And I actually, it was two and a half weeks ago, I, you know, I, I see my oncologist every quarter. It's part of my follow-up. And um, there were some health concerns that I had. And I reached out to my oncologist. I, I've had a cough, and some of that is from just chemotherapy. And I reached out, so I knew they were going to need to scan my lungs again. They did a year ago. And when I reached out, they said, you know, we, need not, not, we not only need to look at your lungs, but we're going to check your abdomen, your pelvis, and your bones, and we're going to see if your cancer's, you know, back, and is it in a metastatic form? And here's here's the thing about that. That was a really hard week waiting for those scans, and it was heartbreaking. And I I didn't expect them to want to look at that many things, and it was very scary. But you know what I did? That next day, I still went and I had meetings, you know, and I was still out selling my product and. Um, you know, I was crying in between those meetings, mm-hmm. but but I didn't give up. And I was like, you know what? We're just going to deal with it. We're going to deal with it. And I think sometimes it's a lot like being a business. I mean, you just you have to be brave even when you don't feel like it. There's a lot of times I have to be brave even when I don't feel like it. You know, our mission at Indiana Originals is to create healthier, stronger communities yeah. and more jobs in Indiana by helping others support these local businesses. And Carrie, it is an honor to have you as a member of Indiana Originals. And let us know, you know, why does supporting local matter to you? So supporting local, I mean, that is, that's the backbone, right, of America. It's, it's the American dream. And it's these small businesses, they matter so much. And what I will say is, especially as we, you know, entered this season of COVID, the support that my business has been given has been incredible. Because what I have realized is that a lot of people, they want to support local. They want us to succeed. And my products, 
you know, do matter to people. And I think supporting these local businesses, you know, when you order from me, I really, truly, I do a happy dance when you order from me. I'm not a corporation. I'm not, you know, funding my third beach house. You know, this is me funding, you know, my kids' sports. I mean, this is what this business is. So when you are supporting a small business, you really, you are supporting their dreams and you're helping support that family. I love it. That's what Indiana Originals is it all is. about. Besides IndianaOriginals.com and hopefully soon Indiana.gifts, where can people find out more about you and support your business? So they can find me on LinkedIn. I'm uh, I'm on LinkedIn. You can find me on my website. It's KarmaCandlesAndKinds.com. You can find me on Facebook, Karma Candles and Kinds, or you can follow me on Instagram at Karma Candles and Kinds. And we have all those links up at indianoriginals.com as well. Carrie, thank you so much for being our guest today. And just thank you so much for everything that you're doing to make Indiana a better Uh, place. Well, thank you for having me. And thank you for everything that you're doing showcasing Indiana businesses. And thank you for listening to Local Matters, made possible by Indiana Originals and McFarling Foods. It's an honor to bring you incredible stories about Indiana original businesses making a positive impact in Indiana and the entrepreneurs leading the way. Learn more about why local matters at indianaoriginals.com and on our app powered by B&W Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Drains. I'm Mel McMahon, and until next time, keep supporting local. Thanks for listening to Local Matters, brought to you by Indiana Originals, distributed by the All Indiana Podcast Network. Download the Indiana Originals app, powered by B&W Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Drains, and check out indianaoriginals.com.